Welcome to the Screw It Podcast with the always inspiring Carlos Jones, author of Screw It, the book. Get your copy now on Amazon. He's the lead pastor of Inspiration Church, a sought-after business strategist for Fortune 500 companies, entrepreneurs, and startups. Together, he and his wife are the owners of five successful businesses launched in the last 10 years. He is God-motivated, resilient, passionate, thick-skinned, and unashamed. The Screw It Podcast is real life, real talk with real people about the ups and downs of love, life, and everything in between. From relationships to redemption, race to religion. If you said screw it to it, we're probably talking about it. Join our host now, Carlos Jones. All right, we're here at the After Hours. Uh, we're just talking. We're just talking. Um, uh, definitely been a journey, man. Donna, you are uh, almost 40. We the same age. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. I'm younger. I'm I'm I'm, I'm young. If you're younger than me, yeah. bro, it's by months. It's not. <laughs> it's not by years. <laughs> so me and Donnie go back. Uh, I guess to high school. Um, that's when I first met Donnie, and I met. Donnie he wasn't, he wasn't Pastor Carlos because he I wanted to try to have me out here. I wasn't Pastor Carlos at that time. I was a football player. I was CeeLo. That was my name. That boy had an S curl. I did have an S curl. And every time I seen him, his arm was broke. <laughs> <laughs> I, they did call me the um, uh, what did my sister called me man. She called me the handicap hitter. That that was my name, the handicap hitter, because I stayed with a cast on because I had a, a fracture in my arm. Wow. Uh, and so Donnie and I met uh, through Lance. I think through Lance. Probably I think so. y'all had something at church or something going on. Ain't no telling, bro. I know all y'all through church probably. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I hadn't I hadn't gone to New Faith, but you know football brings people together, and so we connected, uh, and we was able to do that. And then later on, this is a part of history we don't really talk about. But I dated Dondrick's sister for a long time, and so we was almost like brothers for a minute. I don't think you liked me at first. He tried it. <laughs> So that's a that's a that's a part of the story we that we don't really talk about doing the uh, Screw It podcast, but but that's how we connected and that's how we've just kind of you know been around each other and been in each other's space uh, through this whole growth process, man. And so you know I took on the pastor role, he's DJing and doing things, and so just to see the growth, man, is is different, man. What does that look like? I guess I, I don't see myself, so I don't know what does that look like for you uh, as we grow together and look at you know R.I.P. J. Brown, looking at Lance and looking at everybody kind of grow up. Uh, and go into their own spaces, man. How does that um, affect you? What are you? What are your thoughts on on everything? Well, I mean, you talk about Jay Brown. That's unfortunate. You don't think that one of your childhood friends is, you know, not gonna be living with y'all anymore in, in your early thirties. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's different. But to be completely honest, bro, for the most part, everybody is just older versions of themselves. Okay. Like you wasn't past Carlos when I met you, but Carlos was always on some old Creflo dollar. You know what I mean? <laughs> He was always on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> always. Even if he was into whatever else he was into, he was gonna he was gonna T D J shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it makes sense. You feel me? Uh Lance, I mean, Lance is being Lance. Like I don't I just see everybody as just older versions. Like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, just the same people just all yeah. Man, what about the parties we used to throw at Lance Daddy House? Oh man, boy, hey man, some of these listen. Listen, man, it's a screw podcast. <laughs> so, man, it's a man, man. Y'all pastor, man. Man, listen, man, it was a different type of blessing going on. Yeah, man. So, Pastor Jordan, so so Lance, uh, dad is 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 Pastor T R Williams. Yeah, yeah. So he's always kind of been, you know, they they always had big houses. Right, right. So he would go out of town, and Lance, being the young thug that he is, he would always throw these like massive parties. Right. right. 
And so they were like massive parties. And so the last one, I think they had moved into. That was uh, in Bel Air. That was when y'all got caught in the pool. Yeah, it was bad. But now that wasn't the last one. So one, we got another friend named uh, Woody, and Woody is a uh, party promoter. And so they just got this huge house. I mean, I don't know about it. I don't know how many square feet. It was a mansion. It's mansion, mansion. And so uh, our parties normally was like close friends, mm -hmm. people that came in, plus whoever they was talking to at the time. I brought the city out on this one. So this time we told Woody, and Woody must have put it out on his social media and made a radio advertising. Woody, All Woody, Woody promoted it like it was aristocrat it life. Was, it was a real, like, Will Smith and... Uh, Carlton yeah, party, like BBB, it was, yeah, it BBB, was crazy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. the whole street was shut down. I'm talking about maybe four or five hundred people at wow. the house. Like it was, wow. it was. Did crazy. the police come that night? I, everybody came. Yeah, everybody yeah, came. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like that, they have to come. And what you call? Is what you call still DJing? Um, who DJed the party that night? Was that Darrell? Nah, it wasn't. Nah, Darrell. Been Darrell. Uh, -uh. uh, what's his name, man? He um. I got to ask him. I can't even think of him. But I don't know. I don't know. If you, if you can't think of him, he's probably not DJing no more. But he was the one. He he had, he had brought his stuff. Uh, he was DJing. But, man, that was, those were fun parties. So I, I think that uh, we put those to rest. Uh, thank God nobody got any trouble. Nobody has any kids from those. And so yeah, we thank God. Yeah, they, they, were, they were just moments. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? None, none of the moments lingered for 18 plus years. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, everything has changed for that, man. So mm -hmm. so now where we are now, man, what do you see yourself at 50, man? Because you, I know you're not 40, but you're on, your, you're on the other side of the 30. Closer to 40, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's 50, yeah. man, what do, you, what do you expect yourself to be, what you expect to happen? Um, and I want to move into education. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, one, one, and I have some stuff that I'm kind of working on right now with that. But I really want to. And it's crazy saying this because, bro, I hated school. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When I when I went back and graduated the last time, and you know, I graduated with honors and all that, I had a different appreciation for it. Right. So you know, for me now, it's like like education is important. Like I'm really big on that. You know what I mean? It ain't cool to not know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And whatever the, whatever the topic, you know what I mean? Right. Um, or whatever you into into, it's cool to just be knowledgeable. But moving into that, man, like ideally, uh, teach this thing that I'm doing on the collegiate level because you got people like Ninth Wonder and I think Questlove maybe, but there are other people who are starting to. You know, hip hop because it's influenced and it's been around long enough now that you can create a class on this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And they are popular classes. You feel me? So, um, going more into that because it's more stable. You feel me? I don't have to hang out in the studio at 50 years old. I don't want to be in the studio. <laughs> I don't want to. You know, if I still do my podcast, it's like okay, I just come in and do that. Right. But right. I ain't you know trying to be living this type of life at 50. Okay. You feel me? It's much more stable. Okay. I could definitely see myself being just the cool professor coming in and. We talking some rap and then I go home and do whatever I want to do. You know okay, what I mean? that's cool. What, what what college you want? What university? Um, ideally, man, you know HBCU, man. You know okay. what I'm saying? Ideally, um, okay. but whatever makes the most sense. Okay. If I'm correct, Bun has one at U of H right now, doesn't he? He was doing one at Rice. At Rice. You know, okay. Okay. It was a hip hop and religion course or something yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good deal. Now that's good. I know you talked about possibly doing a book. You you talk about that publicly yet? Not really. Um, I am doing a book, though. But it's still very, very early. Okay. But I am doing one. Though. So maybe 2023, 2024? Yeah, maybe next year. Okay. Yeah. To be a rollout. Who are some of your upcoming guests you got um, that are coming back to the to the podcast? Man, I can't even tell you, bro, because this is the thing. People be thinking, like, oh, man, so done using podcasts, man. It's a big deal. And it's like, bro, it's not really that organized. Like, <laughs> 
but and the other part of it too is is I come from that world, so I get it. Yeah. And I understand that rappers miss studio sessions. So why am I gonna schedule a rapper for a podcast interview two weeks out? It's not gonna work. Yeah. It's not you gonna might show up, yeah. but you very well might not. Yeah. So it's kind of like on the fly. What's 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 the deal, bro? What you doing in a couple of days? Come through, man. What you doing tonight around by nine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come boy, man. Come out at me, man. Ain't gonna be no cameras, no microphones. Come out at me, man. <laughs> no, that's that's pretty cool, man. So, what's some of the biggest setbacks? I think that you. I don't know if we we verbally. I know you talked about some things that you had to overcome with your mom and things of that sort. But has, has there any been any setbacks that? Uh, that are notable that that kind of led you to kind of where you are now. I'm my biggest setback, bro. Okay. To be completely honest, I think if anybody is honest, that's the truth. Yeah, we all are the biggest. I'm my biggest setback, whether it's me choosing not to be disciplined in certain times or mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I'm saying? But right. That's my responsibility, bro. Like it ain't never been because something else. Even if I ended up in something, I made a decision that led to that. You right. feel me? So. Right. Right. So you take full full ownership, but yeah. that's that's cool. That's the thing, bro. Like taking full ownership and and understanding that I will never be perfect, right? Because you a Virgo, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So it's the thing of perfection. You feel me? Mm-hmm. You want everything to be right. You know what I'm right. saying. And so for a long time, I wanted to be, but then it's like, bro, we human beings, you'll never be perfect. Right. As long as soon the the moment I accepted that that I'll never be perfect and that this is life and that mistakes will happen and you ain't gonna be the only one making them and people gonna mm-hmm. mess up and people will forgive you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And vice versa. You have to be forgiving and all that, whatever. Once I accepted that, a lot of things went smoother. Yeah. Takes a lot of pressure. Take that off. weight off. Man. You, you can you can move because you can move now. You know you're not you're not trying to calculate everything. You can kind of move the way that God is leading you. And if you mess up along the way, you know you can fall down. But a righteous man, adjustment, gets up. He gonna get up. He gonna continue to get up. And so that's the that's the main thing is that you just gotta continue to give up. What would you say to these young DJs, producers, film writers, journalists that are coming up? What are some some words of wisdom that you can give them? That maybe you didn't know. Maybe you had to learn all the way. Trust your, trust your gut, man. Yeah. Trust your gut. You know what I'm saying? And just trust your gut. You feel I me? Mean? Like it's gonna tell you if you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you're trying to rap and you really ain't got no rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> and you really struggling to get people to pay attention to you, man. And you five years in with this thing and ain't nobody hollering. Nobody ain't never told yeah, you you yeah. was jamming. Yeah. Go let that thing go, man. Go. <laughs> it's cool, man. You know Passing the application to Home Depot. That's that cool. Might be that, that might be you might track. not need to rap. Maybe you need to find somebody and manage them. Maybe you need to start yeah. a label. Maybe you feel me. So you might not be all the way off, but mm-hmm. you know, might be in the, in the right house, just in the wrong, wrong, wrong room. Now that's good. What about you, man? Any, any? Um, same, same as he said, man. Follow your gut. I remember when we was uh, talking earlier. I was saying how you made the decision. Also, you made the, t- mm-hmm. the, the decision to follow your heart, man. I'm big on following my heart and following my gut. I mean, because at the end of the day, I can only answer to me. I can't answer to, to nobody else. And really, what anybody else thinks doesn't even matter. So uh, I, when I when I start discovering that, that's when I start my eyes start being open to a lot of things. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, just follow your heart. That's good. That's good. Do you feel like you're in a place of success right now? I know you a lot, a lot of stuff changes right now. Yeah, I, I definitely feel. I mean, it kind of depends on how you um, manage success mm-hmm. uh, or how you define, define success. Mm-hmm. Because because from where I came from, that Jordan would say definitely you successful. <laughs> but I, I, as you're here, you're always mm-hmm. trying to reach for another goal. So I do thank God for the successes, but we definitely have a bunch of goals, other goals to hit. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. That's good, man. It's a, I'm in a different space, man. Um, now, 
Because stuff I, w- I wasn't doing two years ago, I'm doing now. Right. You know, like where? Um, um, so with my Turo business, you know, I, I never thought I would do luxury rental cars. And that's something that just kind of popped out of an unfortunate I was going to ask you that. What, what, what led to that? So I had a car. Um, so I, I had a friend, bought a car from an auction, and um, the engine blew out. So I wanted to get my money back, but the way the auctions work, they'll give you credit. Mm-hmm. They won't give you your money back. So mm-hmm. I had to get another car. So I had two cars. I had two notes. So I was like, I was upside down on one. So I wasn't about to just turn it in and mm-hmm. pay $10,000 for no reason. So I was like, man, I wish there was like an Airbnb like for cars. So I talked to Pastor Chris about it. And he was like, yeah, it's called Turo. And so I put that one on there. It was a Kia Cadenza. That one started making money. Uh, and then I started to research. I was like, man, this is... What's, what is the game with this? What's the game? What's the car game with that? You said what you it mean? Ma- I'm saying, what's the game? You said it makes money. I'm trying to figure out what, like, what is the, what is the game in that? What's the... So you... It's like Airbnb. I mean, the best way I can put it. Yeah, so yeah. you got a house, you put it on Airbnb, you rent it out for $200, $300 a night, and you just make money. So how much are you renting a Kia out for? So the Kia is the first one, but I took it off. I got somebody renting that one long term. That was kind of like my blessing car. So I don't make any money off of that car. That car went to somebody that lost their car in a flood. And Harvey, was it Harvey? That was, uh, uh, Harvey was our last one. Yeah, I think it was Harvey. They lost their car in Harvey. And uh, and so I was able to say, hey, look, I'm not making as much money as I could be making. Take that one. And so she's riding in that one. And so now I've got uh, Wranglers. i got uh, Wrangler, Mustang, Convertible, uh, Porsche Panamera, Porsche Boxster, uh, two Mercedes E-Class Benzes, Audi Q7, and then... Well, he turned into baby from Cash Money. <laughs> <laughs> got that new pins on dubs. We got this. I got Pastor Jordan on, and Pastor yeah. Jordan's got two on. Yeah, you know? yeah, uh, two, and I'm uh, trying to trying to go for three. It, yeah, so he's got Maserati, and uh, yeah. what's the other one? A Camaro. A Camaro. Yeah. Uh, and so we... We're doing pretty good with it, man. And so it's uh, it's, so if you if you if you rent a if you I'm sorry not to cut you off I'm mm-hmm. just interested because I've been wanting to ask you about yeah. this. If you rent a Camaro, you know what what is that? What does that look like? So I always tell people so that's not my car that I drive or anything like that, right? So I always tell people if you have the car and you're trying to make money off it, that might not be your best route because you'll find yourself it may just pay your bill, right? But then now you have to go through all of the necessary adjustments to get the car back and forth. So if you run a Camaro, I have my Camaro for about $75 to $100, depending on the weekend or the day. If it's spring break, I'm going to move it up to $150, right? And so for me, because that's not my car that I drive every day, it pays the note and I'm able to make the over it. So after I pay the note, whatever I make on it is just, just mine. So I can play with it. I can keep it on there. I can take it off, which I'm ultimately leaving on there, right? And so, yeah, no, it, it, it's good. It's good. But then it goes into other stuff too, right? So then people may just say, well, I'll just put a Camaro on there, right? But mine has like a special type of graphic on it. That kind of pull people eye because then if it's a regular Camaro, you might have to pull it down a little bit to meet the needs of all of them. So the rest of this podcast is it's paid. Too wrong. Have to pay for this. Uh, this is no longer free screw. Yeah, yeah. This is real, uh, real advice. Uh, yeah. So you can you can click on the link. But you but if you want to learn more about it, if you want to get more insight, now we we'll, we'll, I give you the game. But everybody else, you got to yeah. pay for this. Yeah. Yeah. So last year I did uh, over two hundred thousand dollars in in sales and revenue. Yeah. Uh, for uh, so it's been a great side hustle, and so I'm gonna talk to Donnie Houston a little bit about it. So if you want to click on, uh, we'll tell you in the next in the next podcast what that looks like. So what questions you got? I'm gonna give you the game for free. Uh, for this? Yeah. Uh, no, no, bro, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna make you give it up because <laughs> no, 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 it's gonna be paid. This this is not free anymore. We're gonna cut this. this How y'all do this? You just it's cut it and then make it a new uh, be, a new it's gonna be on a whatever. Site. It's gonna be on my business site. 
Okay, I need my percentage. I got, <laughs> I got Big Danny Houston out here, man. <laughs> so yeah, so you you down? Have you ever have you ever did anything through Turo? I hadn't, bro. But I'm just looking now in the future of like I'm. What I really want to start doing is getting into things that make money that I don't have to be yeah. there for. Yeah, everything yeah, I do now, I got to be there. The next. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nah, is definitely good. Jay, you got your car on Turo yet? Not yet. Uh, but it's cool, man. It's, it was an accident. I run my business through the airports, hobby and Intercontinental. They pretty much park there. They pick mm-hmm. them up. They, we do pretty much everything, do pictures and through the app. So you, so just say you got off the flight, you booked the car. I'm going to give you the instructions of where to go pick the car up. At, you get there, you take pictures of the inside, outside, gas tank, mileage, and you're pretty much on your way. Uh, and then the Turo has insurances. You can pick that on the customer side. I also have my insurance covered on the uh, you know the lender side. Um, and if something happens, then it goes through Turo for that. But primarily, it's pretty much me and you. We go through the app. I pick up the car. I'm out. As opposed to going to Enterprise, I got to stand in the line. I got to wait for them to bring the car around. I got to do all of this stuff. I pretty much can get the key. The key is going to either be in a lockbox or it's going to be somewhere in the car where I tell you to get it. And then you can you can go from there. You pretty much get cars. So I do luxury cars because I can make more money per day. So uh, the Porsche Panamera, uh, like along with the Maserati, we're talking about maybe between 110 to maybe 180 a day for that. So you're looking at a car note of $500. You can pay your car note in about four days. And after that, it's straight profit. Yeah. So last month, I think on my Panamera, my note on it is $469. Last month, I did like $3,800 on that. That was one car. So you talk about five or six other cars, then that opens up money. No, that's why boys walking around here with gold dollars <laughs> and they watch. Yeah, that ain't from <laughs> that ain't the crypto dollar. That ain't from the church. That's from that's 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 the that's the Turo game. So, uh, and so it, it, it's easy because it works with my life. I can drive and move stuff around. I got three people working for me now. Before I had t- this morning, I had two people go run cars for me. I had another person change my brakes. Another person about to work on my car. So, you know, in the process, it gives me the opportunity to hire folks. And then as I'm hiring people, I can do ministry with them because I can connect with them. And so now I'm connecting with these people. I'm also connecting with people from out of the state. Uh, and so now I'm building relationships with people all over because of uh, So, so but okay, but tell me this though: Did you did you witness it, or did you have to pull out the chopper when they stole that one car? Scene? No choppers. I, I took it with me. I did. I I do whenever I go do repos. Uh, I have not ever had to pull it out, but I do keep something on me, uh, just, just for my protection. Uh, but yeah, I was able to do that and, uh, everything turned out well with that, but that was cool. That was a marketing deal. That's all that was, was marketing me telling the story. And I probably would do more stories like that. Cause people oh, boy, you full of it, boy. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, man, no, it was a real story. Oh, yeah. No, it, oh, yeah. it really happened. It really happened, but I normally don't videotape that stuff. But I put it on video because people, you know, it's, it's almost like a reality TV show in a sense. No, you're re- so how often does that type of thing happen? Is, is that a thing? So whenever I do long-term rentals, um, and this is the deal. So say I rent a car to you, you like it, and you like, I want to keep it for the month. Then I'll rent outside of Turo. It'll be an agreement between me and you. So normally when I do long-term rentals after that first or second month, that's when things kind of go, you know, sideways. Because, I mean, mind you, She's paying $75 a day for a car. At the end of the month. No, you done bought, your, you done bought the car. You done paid the note four or five times. I think I made $2,400 and the note was three eighty three. So after a while, they be like, man, I'm paying a lot. I'm like, yeah, you are paying a lot. And so then they start to get lax. And then sometimes when they get lax, and that's where I got to go. Like, okay, it's time for this to be over. And then people come up with stories. And most people that rent those cars out are like strippers, uh, people that make cash money, but they don't have credit. 
So I already kind of know what their mindset is. They they not really on the up and up with things, but they got the money to front. And I'm it's transportation. I'm gonna give you transportation. You give me the money. You stop giving me the money. Come get my car. And I got trackers on everything, and that's how I was able to, to find it. And the girl told me, she was like, I don't really appreciate you coming to my house this early in the morning. I said, I don't appreciate you not paying. So, listen. I said, Bro, so people be having nerve. Why do you even fix your lips to even say something like that to me? What are you talking about? Lady, if you don't give me my car. <laughs> and, and so, really, the Holy Spirit, man, told me, he said, don't repo it. And I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't, because if I would have repoed it, I would have had to get another key. That's $250. Then I wouldn't have got the money that she gave me after the fact. So, you know, you got to listen to the Holy Spirit, man, when in every business interaction and transaction, man, to make sure that everything is covered. Because you don't ever want to leave a disgruntled taste in a prayer. You want them to be wrong at the end of the day. I don't want to be on the wrong side. Because then if they try to come back, they know I keep my cars. I mean, they can come back with a vengeance. So, right. you know, you got to make sure that you keep business good, keep everything in order with that. I think Monique is going to get her car to put on Toro one day. I didn't know it was You said what? Now you just the strippers funding you. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> the strippers funding you. They say the wealth of the, uh, the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous, so it's coming through the strip club. Coming <laughs> through the pocket. But yeah, man, it's it's, it's simple. Uh, the and a car loan is one of the easiest loans to get, and that's why it makes it accessible to pretty much anybody. Houses is a little bit different because you got to make sure that your, you know, your your income and you know debt to income ratios and all of that stuff is going. But with cars, pretty much anybody will give you a car. They may give you a high interest rate, but as long as you're making more money than you're paying them, then you come out, you know, making more money. And so really, you know, with renting houses out, you make more money doing two road than you do with homes on the short on the short time because a house you may. Cash flow five hundred to a thousand dollars, where you can cash flow on a car, two to three grand. And then you also got to factor in the maintenance and right. all of that with that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all of that, all it's of quicker. That. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Definitely change. So, now that's cool, man. So, that's all we got. We just wanted to wrap it up and chop it up. We thank you, Donnie, uh, for coming in with us, man, and uh, chopping up what has given us the understanding. We're definitely looking to see how this thing grows for you, man, and definitely supporting you in everything that you do, man. So, we're praying for you, covering you. We love you, man, and can't wait to see what God has next for you and uh, how God continues to elevate and expand your territory. What's up, man? Well, I appreciate y'all having me, man. It's been cool, man. Yeah. So, so, we'll be on the Donnie Houston podcast in a year or two, and so y'all can check us out there for the continuation of the conversation. And uh, we'll be on a year or two, man. Wait a minute, man. I'm going to have y'all come in tonight. <laughs> what you doing? What you doing? You doing around about now? <laughs> well, that'll work. Join us next time for the Screw It Podcast. And we got some cool interviews coming up in the future. And we can't wait to really be with you and share with you. Share the broadcast. Check us out. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Follow me, Carlos Jones the second. That's the Roman numerals, too. And, of course, Donnie Houston, the Donnie Houston. I am Donnie Houston. I'm Donnie Houston. I'm Donnie Houston. Yeah, on all uh, podcasts and all things of that sort. So we love you guys. Can't wait to be with you uh, next time. And remember always to love, live, and lead. Peace. See you on the next one. Thanks for joining the Screw It Podcast. Keep up with the Screw It Podcast at carlosjones2.com. Follow the Screw It Podcast hashtag and get the book available on Amazon. Join us for another episode real soon.